All right, and we are live. Welcome, everybody. This is Rankable episode 28. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPool Rank. And today we have a special, 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 special guest. So this gentleman here, you know, he has over 15 years of experience in the digital marketing space, specifically for analytics and, and insights. He's worked for companies such as Heineken, Razorfish, ABC Television, Sprinkler, BT, and is currently the VP of Research and Insights at NYC and Company. I'd like to introduce my, my good friend, Jonathan Tessa. How's it going, brother? Dude, you're hyping me up. I'm doing good, man. <laughs> you made me sound so important. I'm like, I want to talk to that guy. Look at all these companies he's worked at, <laughs> all his experience. Damn, he's impressive. <laughs> Thanks, Jarrett. Thanks. No problem, man. Best Thank hype. you. Best hype. I'll take that all day. I'm like, yeah. I got. I got to bring Jared into my life as the hype dude. Let's make it right, happen. What's the the thing on Cam Pill when he does the Obama translation? Every time you walk in, I just have that <laughs> intro for you. <laughs> I got you, man. I got to film it. I got you. <laughs> Jared's my hype man. <laughs> That's it. So I gotta say something before we actually get into the real talk. You see, this is for everybody here listening. This is the fight of New York versus Cleveland. We were discussing that before. Um, so for all you Cleveland folks, I'm sorry for you, but we got the best city right here on my hat. And, and I'm sorry, New Yorkers, I, I should have been repping, especially coming from the Bronx. I had to have a bomber's hat on and I come here with an Indian tap. <laughs> you got a Bronx guy, you got a Bronx guy with an Indian's hat on. I don't know how the, I don't know how the rest of the New Yorkers feel about this, but as a New Yorker, I'm, I, I'm just going to sit back and just not say anything. I'm a bit ashamed. <laughs> no, man, but I, I appreciate you joining, man. I, it, it's an honor, it's a pleasure to have you on on the show, brother. And um, just I know we only got a half an hour, but I would love to, you know, tell all the guests what we're, we're going to talk about today. So we were going to originally talk about analytics, you know, especially with Jonathan's background. But you know, for those who don't know, man, Jonathan has a mass of great following on LinkedIn. So he's actually started from January of last year to to now, I think over a hundred thousand followers. So we'd love for you to, you know, tell us your story, man. You know, when did you start? Like, why did you start on LinkedIn and what you know impact has it had on you professionally and personally? Uh, it's a great story. So uh, I'm the most uh, reluctant influencer on the face of the earth. Um, I was never meant to do anything on any social media. Uh, all of a sudden, um, so I wake up, uh, you know, one Saturday morning and I'm just going through my LinkedIn feed, and I, you know, I, I had some, I had some young professionals, and I, I'm real passionate about helping young professionals achieve, you know, success in the workplace and in life. That's my thing, right? Yeah. Um, I call myself career whisperer for young professionals. So I, I go on my feed, and this is this is January, and I just wake up in the morning. I'm like, I am so sick of the brag posts. Everybody's getting on. All these young people, they got their cap and gown on. They're saying, look at me graduate. I'm so awesome. I'm so awesome. 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 Right. And I go yeah. on and I'm just like, I start ranting. I just write a rant. And I'm like, all y'all bragging about what you're doing just means that you're trying to satisfy your own egos. <laughs> That's this is my introduction. This is my introduction to content. Right. <laughs> and I said, instead of bragging about how awesome you are and congratulating yourselves, why don't you give back? Why don't you tell people? how you got that job at Google. Why don't you do something to get back to society instead of being so selfish and self-absorbed that all you want to do is get congratulations, give, right? Yeah. Uh, that had 6 million views and 30,000 reactions. And uh, I was whew, thrust into, I was thrust into a spotlight. I had no idea how to manage. And so 2020 was the year I learned how to be famous. <laughs> 
six million and thirty thousand. You said it was six million views and thirty thousand likes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, thirty thousand, and that was one of my first posts. And from there, it just catapulted, and just like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to keep writing stuff, and it was a journey. And uh, yeah, the growth came. Uh, just from continually posting my own authentic thoughts. And Jared, I know this is uh, this is where you want the conversation to go. What does it mean to be authentic? The word is overused, right? Definitely. Totally agree with you. Totally. Like, you but know, I think everyone's like, like, I'm authentic. I complained. Uh, I complained <laughs> about something. That's authentic. No, no. Authentic means that let's, – let's talk about this for a second, Jared, because I yeah. think this is going to be of interest to people. Yeah, I've reached the word authenticity, but I don't think I use it the wrong way. Authentic means that if you're thinking it, you're writing it. Okay. You got thoughts. They go onto a piece of paper. They're you. You put them down and you see how the world reacts and you kind of shrug your shoulders and you're like, you like me? That's cool. You don't. That's cool. That's authenticity. That's vulnerability. Totally. It's the willingness to put yourself out there as yourself, as the things going on in your head. That's authenticity. That's it. Who's That's doing it. that? Who's doing that? I don't, I don't see it many. too often. I don't think I don't many. And, I, I, and, I, and I'll be totally honest with you. Like, I do it too. Um, and then, but sometimes I, I'll be honest. Like, I'll delete posts sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, mm -hmm. like, I, damn, I should have said mm -hmm. that and, and do it. And sometimes mm -hmm. it, it depends, especially when it comes to certain topics like social injustice, diversity, all that other good stuff. Because <laughs> I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, my business yeah, I here. You. I don't want to, I don't want to, but it's still something that means something to me. But something that you said that's just yeah. like important is that it's not all about you, right? So if you come in and say, hey, I'm the Google guy and I just got this great job, but like, like you said, tell me the process of what you did. You know, yeah, exactly. who did you interview with what was the interview process like? Like, how many applications right. did you set in? Um, that's what right. questions did they ask you? Like, show us the that's journey, right. and that's something that that's right. I tell everybody. Like, I have friends that are currently looking for roles and you know looking for new opportunities, and they, they're like, "Jared, man, it's so damn hard out there." And I'm like, why, "Why aren't you filming the whole process? Why aren't you yeah, yeah. Talking, writing down the questions you're getting? What's the BS about the process? Yeah. What do you like about it? Yeah, you know? what's so hard? Answer the question. Put it out there. What's so hard? And don't you don't have to be whiny. Just be real honest and just say this is hard because yeah. of this. This is hard because I got a mortgage to pay and it's scary. Put that out there, man. Why yeah. not? Yeah. When I was, I've been laid off. One of the reasons I can do this on on LinkedIn is I've been laid off uh, three times. And so I know what it's like to be laid off and I know what it's like. I know what the feelings are. I know what the emotions are. And I talk about it. And those are the posts for everybody here who's skeptical of this. Those are the ones that went viral for me talking. I had a whole series of posts about what it meant to get laid off and what each layoff meant for me. And, you know, yeah. viral means like 10,000. These are 10,000 reactions, you know, 300,000 views. Like this is stuff people want because yeah. people want to connect to people That's and it. they don't. And if you are not, if you're not putting an authentic self out there, you're not connecting as a human being. People probably think I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to continue to be a broken record because I'm still seeing a lot of inauthenticity happening. This, this idea that you don't put yourself as a person, you hide behind something. And it's yeah. scary, man. I'm not saying like, look, I'm scared every time I push something. I just put out a post and I was talking to you about this, Jarrett. Yeah. I put out a post three hours ago. I said I wasn't nice to women. <laughs> and I said it and I explained why and I was vulnerable and I was authentic and I was honest about the reasons behind it and I said you know what I learned and now I'm an advocate for women and now you know why right and and, and exactly. people are very forgiven of that 
They're not beating you up. They're not saying, how dare you? They're like, congratulations, man. You went through a journey. More people need to be like that. That's and it, it works. That's it. You're sharing your journey, man. People don't. People are so afraid to, to speak about their failures. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you said, that's what worked for me. They're not it was failures. Good. They're not failures. They're not no, failures. For me, they're things you learn for. Exactly. Experiences. They're experiences. That's all they are. Exactly. That's right. I, Nothing is a failure. There's no such thing. I don't believe yeah. in failure. Failure is a negative connotation. There's just things you. There's things you work on, Jarrett. There's never such thing a failure. There's things that you can work on and work towards. You don't fail. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and that and that's, that's you, what works, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. No, that's but I'm saying, like, you started a business. That business didn't work out. You you lost money on it. Was that a failure? Absolutely not. You learned more from that failed business than almost anything else in your life. You're not a failure. You learned. You grew. You succeeded in growth. You didn't fail. Yeah. That's you a never fail. You just learn. Now that's a great way to put it, man. I think that's what that's what worked for me. Like, what, what I'm curious, what was your, what that was your first post? But what was your what was your best performing post, and why do you think it performed well? Was it like the same? I mean, that, was my, that, was, that was the best one. That was one of them. Um, I put out some other posts around this idea of success that have been really really popular. Uh, you're gonna love this one, Jarrett. Um, you know, here I am. I'm going on. I'll explain to you the nature of this post, which is you're gonna find very funny. Um, a lot of my posts are fueled by emotion. And Jarrett, you know that, right? The ones that are fueled by emotion are the ones that do the best. Um, for me, I, I take my anger, right? And I don't show it. I channel the anger into something that I consider to be productive. And that's, that's the premise for this next post, which is on my page for anybody who wants to go look. It's in my featured section. And I wrote a post about what society deems successful. And we see the, uh, the Facebook engineer gets, you know, 5,000 likes for, you know, getting their job as a Facebook engineer. Everybody's like, they win. They're winning in society. We love them, right? Yeah. But, you know, I write the post and, and I called this out, Jared, and you as a dad, you could feel this, same as me. Why don't we call out, why don't we give 5,000 likes to the dad who has to quit his job, right, to take care of his kids? Why doesn't he get 5,000 reactions, Right. What about the what about the person? What about the, the 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 immigrant worker who has to work three jobs, taking care of her kids, single mom? Yeah. Doesn't she deserve like ten thousand likes? Right? Why, why are we celebrating this Facebook person as a success when all of these regular heroes they're the ones who deserve this clapping? To me, absolutely. And the reason the hate the hate that fueled this was me going on Twitter. Seeing all these damn announcements for Apple engineer, Google engineer, Facebook engineer. And I'm like, I don't what it's a hundred thousand likes for this shit. We're I don't, I'm not yeah. into it, man. I hate you. But do, do you think do you think a reason for them not being champion like that is the fact that they don't put a story out there though? Like for the immigrant worker who has, you know, three different jobs, if they're not thinking content, they're not thinking things like that. So how do we champion? Of course they're not. But what, exactly. what if they did? You think we would champion them? You think a dad going, you know what, you think a dad posting a picture of himself, quitting his job, right? Leaving with a box of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Leaving his job, going out, putting a post and say, I want congratulations for leaving my job because I had to take care of my kids. You think that's going to get 10,000 likes? I I think it depends. I'm going to challenge you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it real. It depends on the copy and how you how you structure your post. If it's something like you got the box, you're looking at this. You, maybe it's a video. You got the sad music playing or something like that. It could be anything. Right. I don't know. It depends how you do it. 
But I, I definitely know what you mean. If it's just like a picture like or a text post only, like, hey, I quit my job because I have to do, I have my three kids I have to worry about. And probably not. Some people will. I, I, I think I'm trying to make a point here, right? Yeah, Social yeah. media is fake and a farce. And I am Absolutely. puncturing that. I am puncturing it. And I'm calling out the fakeness and I'm calling out the farce. And I'm saying we all got to be more of ourselves. We got to be more authentic. We got to lift the mask and we got to present each other as we are, because that's the yeah. only way the human race is going to get any better. And it's the only way we're going to build empathy and compassion and these really great things. That's it. And totally. let's use social media to lift each other up, to make each other feel great, to provide empathy and compassion, which is what happens every day on my posts and I have the most wonderful, supportive community that I've been building up, right? Jared, to your point, yeah. the over 100,000 people that follow me all believe in this message wholeheartedly that we are human first, that we present ourselves as human, and that it's scary and it's sad and it's joyful, and that's just the human experience. They're all, they're all, when they click that follow button, they're like, John, I'm into that, yeah. man. Yeah. Totally, <clears throat> totally, man. And now for all the people listening now, so, you know, you know, you say you mentioned you went from zero to 100,000 in a year. Um, I know we spoke about it off camera, but could you tell us, like, what's your process for creating new content? I know it's most of the experiences and how you feel, but, you know, do you schedule it yeah. out? How do you prepare for it? Yeah. Uh, it's a great point. So when I first started out, Jared, uh, content, right, and I'm sure you know about this, it was stressful <laughs> as all hell. Um, yeah. It would take me a week. It would take me a week just to write a single post through ideation, through writing, through editing, all this stuff, right? Yeah. Now, um, I sat down, I'm not kidding you, I sat down on Saturday uh, this morning, because it's the only time I have time to think, because I'm always taking care of the kids. I yeah. sat down on Saturday, I gave myself an hour, and I just, I, I got 15 posts written, right? So I was like, okay, good. I have my two posts a day for the week already written. And the process is really, you know, it's just, I wrote about it yesterday. Um, the process of writing for me is literally not to think. I wrote that if it takes me longer than two minutes to write a post, Jarrett, it's not going to be a good post. Yeah, um, I agree with that 100%. I have to write with what I call my lizard brain. And for those who aren't familiar with that, it's the brain that feels. I write with my feeling brain, the brain without any sort of thoughts on top of it. It's almost like an alter ego John is writing these posts. It's not me. It's some lizard brain, John. It's some really emotional, raw version of this crazy bearded guy with a New York hat. He's writing these posts, and I don't even know who he is. And then I read them, and I'm like, oh, that was pretty good, John, lizard brain, John. Like, that's really how it is, right? It's not because when you start to layer the rationale, mm -hmm. what happens, Jarrett? You lose, right? You, yeah. you lose the authentic, vulnerable self that comes out when the lizard brain takes over. Absolutely. So I just give myself, I, you know, I think of something, right? I got an idea. I'm usually in the shower. I think of something. And then I'm like, ah, okay. Now I got to post and I got to just write it. And I don't think I just write it. And then I leave it and I publish it. I almost never edit anything either, Jarrett. Yeah. I never edit my And, you know, what's really interesting is that I've been able to do all this just through content, just through written words. I have never done a photo post. I've never done a video post. I don't write in stories. I put out text posts. <laughs> I built 100,000 <laughs> followers in that. 
So, but that's, but that's amazing too, right? Because I, you'll hear, I, and I'm pretty sure most of the people who's listening hear most of these influencers on LinkedIn. It's like video, 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 video. That's how you make the real connection. But you're basically putting that on his head and saying, look, I don't need to do that, right? So are you looking to expand other formats of content? Is it going to be text only? Like, what are your thoughts about video? Uh, so here's the difference between me and other influencers. My presence on LinkedIn isn't about me. It's yeah. <laughs> what I mean by that is I, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound so pretentious and I apologize to everybody listening. I don't mean it to sound pretentious, but I'm trying to create a movement here. And if you see me talking to Jarrett about this idea of authenticity and vulnerability and putting yourself forward and the emotional lizard brain, I'm trying to be the leader of a movement that lets this happen. I'm not trying to be John Tesser, right? So if I do a video, if I do a video or if I do a photo, it becomes about John Tesser. And I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the movement that I'm pushing for everyone to be more authentic and more human in the workforce and in life. And so I want to be the leader of that movement by using myself as an example when possible. But I want everybody to take and connect with that message of humanity, of connecting yeah. and, and take it for themselves. If I start doing video for me, I become a brand. I don't want to be a brand. I want my message to be the brand. That's how I built up a yeah. hundred thousand people, right? Because I'm relatable as somebody who's connecting with you as this person pushing this message, not as John Tesser. That's a great point. That's a great point, man. I, I damn, man. Now you got me thinking like, I'm going to take all my video. <laughs> I'm ready to take my video off, man. But I'm but, not um, about self-promoting John. I, a lot of influencers are about self-promoting whoever yeah, they are, right? Exactly. They want to be influencers know. because they are the brand. They're saying, pay attention to me. They're saying, I'm loud. They're saying, I'm worth paying attention to. Hey, look at me, right? I'm just going to keep saying, look, 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 look. That's not what this bearded guy is about. I don't want you to look at me. I want you to look at my message and I want you to look at my words. And I want those words to resonate with you as you go on your journey through life. That's my goal. It's a giving back, like larger, grand, and quite pretentious sounding thing. Yeah. No, that I, I, that's totally real, man. And and I'm and I'm curious, like, is there a way, so, you know, being that me and you know, we all about we preach authenticity. Like the best post that I've ever done is like the same thing you said. I, two minutes, I've got something. I was on a call, somebody hung up, or whatever the case may be, or they didn't show up, did a no show, whatever the case may be, or just thought about my journey. I might have had a memory or something like that come up on Facebook. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh man, that was really cool. Man, I remember when I was at Starbucks mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, and I posted. When I don't think mm -hmm. about it, that's when it goes. When I'm sitting there, okay, what word can I replace with this? And can I add an emoji? It does nothing. I get like six likes. It's my coworker from back in the day or something like that. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, damn, it's ain't so damn sad. Yeah. But I, my question to you yeah. though, man, is there such thing as like a keeping it go wrong? Like like keeping it real goes wrong. Like is being too authentic yes. a problem at no. some point? Like what yeah, is the yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a line, man. Um, my 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 feeling here is be authentic about yourself. Um, don't bring others in. Do you understand what I mean by that? Well, could um, you could you dive in? Yeah. I so uh, I mean, like we were just talking about today, right? I implicated myself for not being nice to women, but it was about me. It wasn't calling out others. You see my point? Yeah. yeah. I was saying that I'm part of a society that does that. That's okay for authenticity when you can call yourself out for doing something and say you learned from it. But authenticity 
often doesn't do well when you make it about other things outside of yourself. Does that make sense? That makes you have to sense. make you have to make the story about you and your own learnings because then how are people going to come at you? It's just you. It's just your experience. It's your subjective experience of yourself in the world. But when when that authenticity comes, like I don't like that person or that group or that thing, you start to get you start to lose a little bit of the message. So you have to be real careful about totally. focusing authenticity outside of of yourself to be really, really honest. That's a great point. That's a great point. And there's a few things I actually asked that question about, uh, I think two weeks ago, it was another person I had here with like the same topic, like, you know, how should be your authentic self? And they said that they said the same exact thing. There was just certain things you should stay away from, like politics. I think Jake Dunlap said the same thing, like politics and all that other stuff, like just leave it alone. Be about you, right? This is what I That's messed right. up. I had I had a call and uh, I didn't do a good discovery, or I was in this marketing, I didn't look at the analytics right, and then we end up making That's a decision right. based off of a feeling That's and right. emotion that the campaign bombed, and I won't do that again. Whatever the case may Brilliant, be, right? Jared. Brilliantly put, Jarrett. That's right. Yeah, I I actually have a post saying I've done about five hundred posts on LinkedIn. I've never once talked about politics. Because I don't believe that that's going to make a difference. That's not part of this idea of authenticity and vulnerability. As soon as I talk about politics, I have now put a bubble around myself and I'm offering an opinion on something. And that's yeah. like, well, who cares what you think, John? What does that mean? It's not about you. Right. Yeah. So to your point, like that's actually as soon as you even talk about politics, you become inauthentic in my mind because you put a yeah. wall up. And you say, I'm just talking about the politics. I'm not included in this. And that's why Twitter is such a cesspool of hate. That's what I talk about all the time. That's yeah. why Twitter is an awful platform because you don't have anyone being authentic or vulnerable. You just got a lot of angry people spouting yeah. about angry things and they don't implicate themselves on anything. That's right. why I love LinkedIn so much. Yeah, I think on Twitter, it's just hard. It's either... I think that whole conversation on like the politics and stuff like that, we won't go in too deep into it, but it's like the problem is that people can't have a two-way conversation. Like whatever you feel, like I can know you for 20 years and because you like this person or went with this, you know, party or whatever the case may be, like we're not supposed to be cool. I seen that on a post the other day was like, you know, I, hey, hi, this guy voted for Trump and how could you still, like I know the dude for 20 years, you, you kidding me? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we still have discussion about that and, you know, just have the dialogue? Is, the thing is, Jared, just have those conversations one-on-one -on -one with it. people you exactly. know exactly. i have extremely extremely controversial views this guy i do that i don't discuss in my linkedin post i allude to them i don't discuss them because mm. their views about society and their views on things that are unacceptable according to the standard liberal norms of things right but totally. i'm very comfortable having one-on-one -on -one conversations because if somebody disagrees with me or feels something they can talk to me about it but I'm not going to go broadcast that on LinkedIn and tell you my views about things that are quite honestly very controversial. And I could lose everything if I do it. And I'm, yeah. I'm aware of that, right? Because yeah. I, I'm clearly, and again, don't mean to sound obnoxious, but I'm an original thinker. And what that means is I form my own opinions of things based on a whole bunch of different inputs coming in. And so I don't always agree with what's supposed to be standard knowledge. And I have to live with that burden, but I don't yeah. share that. That is saved for one-on-one -on -one conversations with people where I feel I'm safe to share that. Yeah. 
And if and if somebody was to ever ask you in a comment or something like that, you would just DM them and we just have that conversation offline, right? Or I would write it in the comments because people don't really read them, right? I'm okay with sure. that. No one's going to call yeah. me out for something I wrote in the comments. I just wrote an offhanded, extremely vulnerable comment in my latest post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like I was just like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to share this like extremely vulnerable and like private thing about me. It's in the comments. No one's going to read it. I know that. No one is going to read it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> With my luck, it'll be that one comment that shows that actually appears under the post. <laughs> With my luck, yeah. like Jared, <laughs> extremely vulnerable Jared comment. Like, damn it, front and center. <laughs> yeah, like I wrote something that I don't share about myself ever, and I wrote it in the comments because I'm not fearful. I'm not fearful yeah. I'm going to get attacked for something I wrote about in the comments. It's going to be my post, right? Totally. And so I'm aware of that. Totally. And um, I didn't realize it was... 25 minutes went by, man. Time goes by when you're having fun, man. I was going to ask you, oh, too, man. Oh, man, this is the best conversation, dude. <laughs> you can go on for two man. hours. You can go on for two yeah, hours. And for, for those listening, too, man, we're going to be doing a, a, a either we're going to continue the conversation later tonight on Clubhouse, 8.30 tonight, 8 p.m. East, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking about how to be, you know, continue to be yourself, your authentic self. We're going to have unfiltered conversation. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts and, you know, join in with us. But um, I would love to hear your thoughts about Clubhouse, man. I know we've thought about doing, we're doing one tonight. So what do you believe is the real value of the platform, the marketers and content creators like ourselves? Okay. Uh, let's spend five minutes talking about Clubhouse and we're going to get real here. Okay. Um, first off, you know, this is, this is what you learn in corporate America, right? I'm going to do something very corporate. First mm-hmm. off, things I love about Clubhouse. I love the potential of the platform. I love bringing my message of authenticity and vulnerability using my voice because I feel like I have something to offer and what I have to say and having yeah. those dialogues and authentic excuse me, conversations with people like this, like you and I are having right now. This is what I think, this is the ideal of what Clubhouse can be because it's an audio app. So I can yeah. I can move my message of authenticity, vulnerability, connection, and being open to a platform where we can have those conversations. That's a nice ideal world, right, my friend? Yeah, yeah absolutely. The reality of Clubhouse is it's a bunch of posturing uh, influencers spouting whatever they want, no, no, emo- like no, no understanding of emotional intelligence, uh, you know, lots of people saying really offensive things to me. And I wrote, I wrote a medium blog post literally saying, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, Jared, that clubhouse right now is my personal devil. It's the thing I have to deal with. Like I got to overcome this devil because I got certain things coming at me where I'm like, I don't know how to handle, I don't know how to emotionally process the fact that you're saying the things you are to me. It's a little bit hard to deal with. So right now my tribe ain't there, dude, which means that it's a hard platform for me to be on. I got my LinkedIn tribe and they got my back, right? They're, yeah. they're my community. They're, they're amazing. They push me. They're awesome. I love them. We're supportive. They make me feel great. And then I go over to Clubhouse and people just don't know who this guy is or what he's about. And uh, I, I got to be careful because I don't want to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. But Jared, you've had enough talks with me at this point where I'm going to always be myself and I don't turn myself off. And if, if, if I'm pushed on Clubhouse, I'm going to defend myself. And I don't like how I have to feel that way because I'm not a guy who really wants to get into arguments. I want to have discussions yeah. and I want to learn about you and I want to feel a connection. But I'm not, here to, I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to make points. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to present and talk. Yeah. And Clubhouse I, seems to be a place of posturing. Yeah. You, you hit, you hit, no, you hit the nail on the head. I think, I think people, 
people don't really, they're not, I don't think most people, at least the conversation I had on Clubhouse, like the ones where I've had where LinkedIn influencers talking to LinkedIn influencers about how to influence each other. <laughs> it's just like, all right, like what, what is the, like, what is the real thing? And then, you know, what works for you doesn't work for me and this and the third, like we all have different views and opinions on it. So it's good to hear what other people are doing, but everybody just wants to hear themselves talk. That's, That's really, really all it is. That's really I, I yeah. got no, I got no patience for that, Jared. I'm here. Yeah. If you want to show me who you are and show up as a person, I'm here to listen to you because I want to know your subjective experience. But if you're here to posture and grandstand and show me how smart you are, I got no that's place for you in my life, man. I don't that's got time for that because that's corporate America stuff. That's not me. I don't, I'm not going to hear, I'm not going to be here to ingratiate your ego and tell you how great you are. I don't want to do that. That's enough of my life. Yeah, that's, that, that's what all clubhouse is to me, man. But I definitely see the opportunity. I see the growth potential. I see you it know, too. I, I think I think it's amazing, man. The fact they're still in beta and it's valued at one billion dollars. I think that's just incredible. And I, I'm it's pissed off. Silly. I don't it's have silly. Any, yeah. yeah, man. Uh, yeah. It, it's just crazy, man. That idea like that. I would love to create a platform. I think we need to. <laughs> so something has to happen, man. But I would love to create but, my own. To your point, Jerry, if I can get my young people, my young peeps who are emotionally connected and questioning and uncertain, those are my those are my peeps, right? If I can get them there, have these conversations on a regular basis like you and I are having, now Clubhouse becomes a place of value, right? But it is, I don't know how long that's going to take or how it's going to happen, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath that it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to migrate sooner than we think, man. And I think they're over, which is, I've seen it on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, people are talking about Clubhouse and Clubhouse, people are talking about LinkedIn. And yeah, but it's all the marketing people. It's all the older marketing yeah, yeah, people, you're right. Jared. It's not my tribe. Yeah. My tribe you're is right. young students and, you know, who are emotionally in touch with themselves. They are not on Clubhouse. They're on LinkedIn and they're on Instagram and some of them have fun on TikTok. But yeah. this Clubhouse thing is not for them just yet. It's, you're talking about the marketers and they're all coming over there and that's fine. Yeah, they're all, yeah, that's my target audience. I've got to try to wheel and deal, brother. You know how <laughs> I hear you, dude. I hear you. <laughs> but, um, oh, lad, you know, okay. I only have a minute left. I don't want to keep you too long, man. But, you know, who, who's yeah. somebody, you know, who who's an influencer that, that looked up or that you looked up or you maybe look at and, you know, look at all the time. Like, who's one of your favorite influencers on LinkedIn? I'm just curious, man. Oh, Jared, the guy you just interviewed before this, I was telling you about him. Dave Gerhardt, the dude who doesn't talk to me, which is hilarious because all I, I do is worship the ground he walks on. You got to talk to him about this. Because, like, I I, you. so you don't know this, but I teach a... Um, I, I, over the summer, I was teaching a LinkedIn content course and teaching all of these this kind of stuff about how to be authentic, all this, right? And I used Dave Gerhardt as my example. I'm just like, this dude is just putting this stuff out there. It's just beautifully written. It's all about marketing. He's finding his tribe. He doesn't give it. He doesn't give a damn. He's gonna say what he yeah. thinks, and it's like always on point. And I'm like, I this, that's my man. This guy is just—he's a thought leader, but he's so good with what he has to say, and he gets a great reaction. He's so chill about it too. Yeah, that's so my chill. guy. Oh man, but you know what? I told you. I'll tell you the story real quickly, man. But when we 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 spoke, right? So he's on it. I'm looking at his post every day. It was one day he dropped like three posts, and they were all fire. I'm like, man, this dude is yeah, dropping yeah. some gems. And then just mm-hmm. randomly, I see everybody on the comments is 
this was a very great point. And everybody very buttoned up and every well thought out responses. I just joked with him, man. I'm like, man, you've got the NBA jam net, man. You're on fire right now. <laughs> and next thing you know, he just responded to me. And I'm like, holy, holy. I'm like, you, you answered me, man. Then we just open the comments. Boom, shakalaka. Exactly. Exactly what it was in the DM, man. And then I'm like, yeah, he just talked to me. And then I asked him to come on the show. And and he was just the realest, man. He's so down to earth, man. You would think people yeah, who yeah. had that sort of following tribe would have the egos, and it's the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. Complete you know, opposite. I man. idolize that dude. I idolize him because I'm just like his content is just on point all the time. So he you ask me who's my guy, it's Dave Garrett. <laughs> so I've got to get you guys connected, man. <laughs> he doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> no, he, he will, man. We're gonna get some post up. I'm gonna have to tag him like Jonathan, Dave, Dave, meet Jonathan. <laughs> he has no idea right. who I am. I'm just I'm just fanboying over his stuff all the time. I'm like, I imagine that we're good friends and like <laughs> <laughs> You gotta speak into the existence, man. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh, it's funny. It's so, I, I'm man. just you know like and this is just me being me. It's just it's funny stuff. I love it, man. I love it, man. I, I appreciate you, man. So I know we're past the 30. I know you had a hard stop, man. I just want to say yeah, we thank gotta, you so we much. Head out. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking time out your day, man. It's always a pleasure, man. I know we're going to continue to have even more fun tonight, maybe with some cold ones in Clubhouse. And for all those watching at home, <laughs> thank you for joining episode 28, man. You know, we here because of your support, man. Thank you for all the comments, the likes, the reshares, all that stuff. We really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. So thank you again, guys. John, thank you again, brother. Much love and respect as always. And I'll see you later tonight, man. All right. Take care, Dara. All right, brother. Talk to you soon.